good banter. Yeah. Ah! Oh, sorry. That's my cat. <laughs> but yeah, to answer your question, Lauren, even though I haven't seen all of Trek, I get a, no, a certain number of the references, and then I can always tell that there is references, even if I don't get exactly what they're being referenced to. Uh, but I, I'm loving Lower Decks either way. Lower Decks is great. <laughs> Lower Decks is incredible. When I was living with my two other roommates, one of them is a really big fan of like animation, just like in general. He actually worked in animation. And with no real reference to Star Trek other than living with me and like offhandedly seeing the corner of a few episodes of Discovery, he actually sat down and like watched episodes of Lower Decks with me because he thought Mm. it was funny, which Mm. I think is a real testament to the show, which is that it is for both Trek and non-Trek fans and or just like people who just like enjoy the art of adult animation, which is kind of really rad. Absolutely. I love Lower Decks. It's oh, a great I can't show. say the same about Discovery. Oh, girl, why do you want to pick a fight with me in every episode? Because I'm gonna die Because I'm gonna die on this hill. Yeah, but I don't go to you all the time and be like, Discovery's great. Don't talk to Lauren about it. She sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just like ribbing you because it's fun, and I do. And we, when That's we fair. do argue about our Star Trek, there are always good points to be made. Correct. Uh, well, and again, uh, uh, what's kind of nice, even what we were just talking about with the with Lower Decks, kind of the beauty of Star Trek is that everybody has different favorites. Everybody mm-hmm. has different reasons for really loving certain parts of certain series, for loving, you know, problematic parts of problematic series, and always watching it move forward. And, like, the beauty of Trek also is that they really adjust to what television and science fiction is really reflecting at the time which i always have mad respect for because it's about kind of taking what we're used to and trying to push boundaries and being on long enough that we can see them really pay off so like it's cool because like even after disco there's going to be another one and we're all going to hate it yeah. and then there's going to be another yeah. one and we're all going to hate it and then 20 years from now we're going to look back and be <laughs> like these are all the best disco episodes and this is why it was really impactful in the series and you know the way that we look back the same way that we look back at enterprise like, people mm. go back to Enterprise now. And, Lauren, I know you love Enterprise. I love Enterprise. I know you do. Uh, and you know <laughs> that I hate it. But I have mad respect for all of the stuff that they do with the Terran Empire later in that series. It's really cool. The opening sequence when they reverse the, uh, it's been a long road, and it's like the <gasps> Russian space race. Okay, that's, the one, that's the one thing about Enterprise that's unforgivable is that fucking theme How song. How do we always disagree? <laughs> <laughs> theme song of all time do you guys watch the same star trek getting very different vibes here (laughs) it's fine that's the beauty of star trek yes we all have different opinions we're all very different fans and we're all super passionate about the stuff that we like and the stuff that we do not fucking like (laughs) and and it's great we're coming back into the golden age of trek well we will have five star trek shows on at the same time it's going Mm. to be magnificent yeah they just released oh my gosh five like what are the five? Mm. What are the five? Uh, we'll prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah. Lower decks. Wait, prodigy Picard, is that is that the 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 Spock Janeway, and Pike one? Janeway, no, Janeway that animated is, series. Oh wait, that's the Janeway animated. Okay, so yeah. what are the yeah. other ones? We'll have Disco uh, um, still. We'll have Lower decks still. We'll have Picard still, and we'll have Strange New World. That's that's and Pike. that's the Picard, Pike and Spock that's, show. Yes, it yeah, is. Yes. We'll have five. Five they should have just, the the just called it. I have the, lots the of Pike feelings about Anson. No, Bell. what? I, I mean, he said just call it the Spike and Pock show. Spike and Pock. Wow. <laughs> the uh, the Pike and Spock show, but like, there's number one. There's no, yes. number one. Yes. Like, yeah. Rebecca Romaine crushing yes. it with my goddamn lesbian mommy jalapeno burger dreams. Don't take this away from me. Just don't. I need um, it. I just have, <laughs> I have very, like, sexual fantasies about Anson Mount's hair. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, silver just fox. Just his hair? Silver spot. I mean, fox. all of it. All of it, but, like, his hair is so perfect, and I just, yeah. I, oh, he's so yummy. Yeah. I know. You know, I'm mean, so excited Pike for that is my series. favorite captain, and when it went from Jeffrey Hunter to Anson Mount, we had... So, you guys are seeing history right now, Melinda you, and I, like, yeah. agreeing I hardcore about a On the fact that I had to talk your, to my your, therapist your a lot about... deep sexual fantasies. 
Captain Pike. You about bet. Captain Pike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, My I'm therapist is it. a patient woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. Is her name Deanna Troy? No. <laughs> um, well, hopefully we she will have. She would not get the, that reference. <laughs> hopefully we'll have the first long trailer from Strange New World. Star Trek Day is next week on the 8th. I mean, I and hope that's it's typically a when they release a long trailer. I'm so excited. Oh, they've been teasing it. They've been teasing it on uh, Paramount Plus and stuff that they're going to be yeah. doing like, hey, we're yeah. going to be showing you some more Gregory Peck. It's Star Trek Day is usually pretty packed full of stuff that's coming up. So that's one of the big things that we're looking forward to. It's a nice trailer. Yeah. That's exciting. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll get And we'll get release dates too, hopefully for everything. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So nice. welcome to Nerd Trek Presents Lower Decks, everybody. We're back for another episode. This is awesome. Yay! And we have Lauren and Melinda with us. Um, you guys will are all, were also joined us for a couple of Next Generation episodes, which will come out in a couple of weeks. But we try and rush the lower decks. Um, so this one will come out. Oh, gosh. I guess it would be September 1st, right? So it's tomorrow. Oh, my yep. gosh. It's tomorrow? Ooh, tomorrow. September 1st. Yeah. Right. So that'll How be awesome. Thrilling. Yeah, so if people want to know more about you guys, they can tune into the Next Generation episodes, and uh, we'll talk some more at the end. But we've got, there's a lot of stuff to cover. This was another really good episode. Um, Every episode this season has been really it's good. so good. It has. Like, I know we're only three episodes in, but every one, I'm like, damn, you guys. They really hit their stride. They, they really know what kind of show it is now. Yeah, They're doing yeah. good. So it's this crazy. episode is episode three, and it's called We'll Always Have Tom Paris. Which is a nice play. So on, good. On Paris. Yeah. So good. I and love the, a good title pun. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And the I Tom Paris commemorative parts. plate is available for purchase through you the can Star buy Trek that. store. You can get the plate. I yes. kind of want it. I actually really love that I'm on this episode with Lauren because uh because of Lauren, I collect Star Trek plates now. Uh, Wait, it's because of me? Yeah, because, because of me. Because I remember walking back into your apartment uh, uh, back when you were living with Amanda Lynn and uh, seeing all of the beautiful vintage plates that you had on the wall. Oh, and my I became so plates. Yeah, and I became so <laughs> obsessed with them. And I was like, I love how she's found this way of like taking something so interesting and like integrating it into her kitchen because they're plates. Huh. And I then I like uh, that your Star Trek plate fetish was because of my Urte plate. Yeah, fetish. absolutely. Because, uh, <laughs> this is where it because I became <laughs> obsessed with the plates. The the algorithm, of course, naturally tapped into my brain while I slept and started showing <laughs> me Star Trek plates on eBay, and I became obsessed. And so now I, mean, I search I for those Star specific Trek episodes. Oh, those are good you. Star Trek plates. Are you going to get this the Tom Paris Lower Decks plate? I don't know yet because next on my list is a beautiful blue-rimmed Space Seed one. Uh, that's next. I mean, so. I do think that you might need the, the Tom Paris one just because it's just so do. good. It's also wanna, canon. It's also it's canon. canon. It's that's right. Canon. It exists in the universe. It's in the I'm universe, aware. it's totally separate from the other plates. In the and I think true. it's and I think it's only like twenty bucks. I shall have to consider. So technically, oh. it's like a replica prop. Yeah. Hmm. And I do love a good replica. I'm prop. just saying. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, Ooh. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps I so, should be convinced by the end of this episode to do so. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes. I I bought a Horgon while I was recording the episode with these guys for the for the. Uh, yeah. the the Risa episode. That's so, so fucking glad. great. Yeah. I so bought glad that we can... was on the thing. With you. I was like, hey, I found one on e on Etsy for like 36 bucks. I'm going to buy it, you guys. And I did. And she did. We nice. can support people's habits. Because there's actually someone on TikTok who was, um, we had her on as a guest, Kara. And then a couple days later, she goes, oh, hey, I bought a Tribble from that person that you had on your show. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Oh, that's that's wonderful. So, so we that's have sweet. people on and you just, we, we encourage you to buy Star Trek shit. Of Please. course. Yes. You know what I want? I want a, a batless cat toy filled with catnip. I just want to see uh, my cat. Play carry around a bat. Let them battle. That's what I want. Let them battle for honor. For honor. Against the dog. To, to <laughs> it. Geek, geek exactly. to the death. <laughs> Kapla. Anyway. Might have to find that. Uh, That'd be great. Um, so this Speaking episode, Klingons. Oh, in go. this episode, we've got Klingon acid punk. Yeah, we do. Yeah, right? I dig that. Yep, it's got to be both 
punkish and acidic. Yep. Which um, is how I'm going to describe all like acid punk now. Anything, yeah, <laughs> just all anything, of it. Anything punk-ish. ever, all of it, all yes. all death metal. <laughs> um. So this episode, it, we get a bunch of stuff happens. We've got um, Boimler comes back to the Cerritos. Well, the the copy of well, I guess it would be the original Boimler because the copy stayed on the Titan. It's really um, so unclear, we, which I kind of did. I think it's the original, <laughs> maybe. You know what? I think it it's very. I think it's intentionally was... unclear because they even say that uh, the the cat the the commander who came back from the dead they like don't quite go into the the why <laughs> because they're like you're not supposed yeah. to know it's just part of the deal. Yeah. I kind of thought that that's why they did these two episodes back to back actually. Yeah. To kind of reiterate that because um, like that's just like a classic like they do that shit in Austin Powers too where they're just like wouldn't it be fun to just go along for the ride because maybe it would be too dark to imagine you knew she was a fembot <laughs> all along exactly <laughs> <laughs> we're just moving on here's a time traveling mini cooper <laughs> yeah. as the owner of a mini cooper i'm okay with that Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah so we get boimler comes back and of course something has to happen so there's been a computer glitch with getting him put back into their system. So he can't open a door to save his life. Um, the computer doesn't recognize him for anything. Um, that's like we, the most like office space. Like if you work in a cubicle, like, Oh, I'm not in the system yet. Like that's the most <laughs> workplace basic thing ever. Oh yeah. They, they tell me I'm in the system, but I'm not in the system. <laughs> As the guy who puts people in the system. Yes. Trust me. That's yes. Like, <laughs> I get those you calls where they're like, I need to be in the system. Yeah. Um, as the as the name of the episode suggests, we also have a guest appearance by Tom Paris in the episode. Um, Sh- Shax also magically reappears. <gasps> my which... favorite is back. I'm so uh, yes. excited. He is my favorite character on this show. We and were all he very. Died, I was so yes. sad. We, we were all died. We were like, all pretty shocked when he died. It. Yeah. No why would they kill off such a good character? But I think that's and the I best way. Because I, I was because even too I was like. I, at first, I was very fanboy. I was like, "He can't fucking be back." He, like he didn't show it. And then by the end of the episode, when they're like, "You just kind of accept it," because if you told the truth, it would like scar you deeply. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's fine. This totally okay. works." I'm good. I really yeah. liked their explanation of that. Like, I thought that was really funny how they played that. And they're just like, "You're not supposed to know. It just just let it happen. Just let it yeah. happen. <laughs> just let it happen." And then hit. And I forget what's the character. What's his character name? Um, that was going Sha- crazy. Shaq Rutherford. 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 Oh, Rutherford. Rutherford was going nuts over it, and it's and it's. I just thought it was very cute. The whole episode. He was because he was the audience, and yeah. it was playing to oh, like what the audience uh, why is he back how did he come back yeah and, well, and it directly and I, impacted him the yeah. most because his life was the one that was saved when Shax was yeah. killed yeah so he had that absolutely guilt and, and he's that random henchman guy you know if this was the movie where Shax died and we got the whole like death of spock treatment of it all mm-hmm. like this was just a, the random guy to show the hero moment which yeah. is kind of like what makes this show so special. I also love this structure because it kind of wags the finger at the fans to remind us to be a <laughs> yeah. little kinder to the writers and to yeah. say, hey, just have fun. Wouldn't it be awful yeah. if we spent this whole episode explaining the harrowing task that it was to bring me back to life so that I would <laughs> never be the same again? Thank you. Lots of flashbacks. What if we just had fun? Well, and that's well, and that's that. There's that conversation that Mariner has uh, uh, with Boimler, where they're like, "Oh, people come back from from the dead all the from time." The time. It's a Genesis thing, or, or oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I've got the whole list yeah. of of all the references oh, and where they came that from. Was great, yeah. Um, the other plot. Can line you do it like an Animaniac song? <laughs> no, it's, it's way too awkward. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the other plot point in this real fast was Mariner and Tendi uh, got together to go on a shuttle miss- mission Girl for trip. Dr. Tiana to retrieve. Girl trip. Girl trip. I was so excited when I saw this. I was literally, I was telling Lauren at the drag show that we went to the, the past weekend. Um, what, that they went so to excited. get Dr. Tiana's sex toy? Uh, well, well we yes. that a little bit, but I very <laughs> specifically expressed to her that like, I'm like, I'm so glad that we're doing this episode together because it's one of the few episodes in Trek where like they concentrate on female friendship and how they really mm. don't oftentimes put two women in Trek in the same room together unless they're like doing aerobics. And so like, <laughs> <laughs> we're stretching. Yeah, yep. exactly. Like it is very rare to see 
female friendships form. I actually, and I know that it keeps going back to Discovery, sorry, um, but like that's actually one of the things that I love in season one of Discovery with Michael Burnham and Tilly is that yeah. we actually get to see them talk about things that aren't just boys. That's yeah. actually pretty rare in Trek. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being so tickled seeing two characters, like one who feels like they have to emotionally close themselves off in the workplace and the other who is just so awkward around other people. Like I saw two very specific shards of myself having conversations Mm, with each other. And that was so special, you know? And so like, it's really nice that like Trek is really embracing this, even on like the animated level of like, oh, we don't do this nearly enough. And it would be really fun if we did this more. Let's fucking send them to get a goddamn cat sex totem. Let's do it. Well, and they have to kick some ass, yeah. too, on the way. So it's Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, before, I, w- I would like to say that I before I watched the episode, I want to tell you guys that Mel was like, yeah, they want to do the podcast on the new Lower Deck episode, and it's about a, 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 cat, a cat scratching post sex toy <laughs> and a girl's trip. And that's how she pitched the episode to me, and I was like, all right, I'm in. Okay. Sign me, sign that's me the, the best description up. of a Star Trek yeah. episode. It was it's a girl's true. trip surrounding a cat. Yeah. Sex toy. There was really, if you had to hit like a series of keywords to summon Lauren and I into the same room, that's it all it took. That that's what sentence. it is. Yeah. Don't Google that. Don't Google those. That sort of <laughs> You're going to get on a whole side Google. of the, you're going to wreck your search history it might be for weird. months. Yeah. But, but I mean, she was describing it a little bit to me and I was like, so it's like Pon Far. And she's like, it's exactly, exactly like, like Pon Far. And then yeah. I was watching the episode and they even legitimately say, <laughs> yes, exactly like Pon Far in Just the episode. Just yep. like, Yeah. All right. This That's is like, like a about... show by fans for fans who doesn't yeah. hate themselves. And like, I have so much respect for a Star Trek fan who doesn't absolutely, truly, crushingly <laughs> hate themselves. <laughs> That's, well, that's what I, I like think... about Lower Decks, too, is that, like, the second they say something in my head, I'm going, oh, they should say this. And then they say they it. They do. They said yeah. it. And they reference it. Yeah. 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 Uh, John and I were watching this Lower Decks episode, and I was like, oh, so it's like Pond Far. And then not 30 seconds later, she's like, just like Pond Far. And so it was just like, okay, Lower Decks, you get me. <laughs> You're there. Um, it creates yeah. a sense of interaction between the the actual show and the audience, which I really love. Like, yeah. in its own way, it's it's creating something so punchy. I love it. Yeah. Am it I is. allowed to jump to the end of the episode? Sure, we can do whatever. Because, <gasps> ju- I mean, I think my favorite moment in this episode is the fact that the doctor's like, fuck the sex toy, I just wanted the box. I just want the box. box. As a cat owner. Yep, it's it's a cat cat the box. I was yeah, like, 100%. oh, oh, you, you, you got me. Yeah, you nailed it. What a <laughs> She's like rubbing up against it. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, right there, right there. That's and it. her eyes, like her pupils bug out. And she's like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yep, this is what the whole episode Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I love it. I also love that that's like what cures her weird space horniness. Her office is surrounded by just glass all around and she just oh my goes God. for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <fucks>. so ridiculous. <laughs> I love I love lower decks and that they go to those weird places that we're all thinking about. Yeah. yeah. We all knew it. Well, was and also in the middle of this hilarity no sandwich is this really sweet like stuff with uh uh with Mariner and Tendi that I absolutely yeah. love, you know, yeah. like them getting to have like these moments of being like, oh, we actually don't know each other at all. And we're kind of just pretending that it's like, oh, girls trip. Like we're female friends because we're friends in the same circle, but we've never actually hung out together. And maybe we don't like each other, but maybe we do. Well, you know? I, re- like, I related nice. to that a lot too, because I had people that I've worked with and it's like, oh yeah, we're good friends. I don't, And it's like, no, we're not good friends. We just work together. It's oh, like, I don't really yeah. know you and what you like and what you're into and. Yeah, it's kind of but weird. It, it was nice that by the end of the episode, they even acknowledged, like, I didn't know these things about you before today, but now that we've been through this together, I do know these things about you, and I do know you better than Boimler does, better than Rutherford does, yeah. because, like, mm-hmm. Rutherford doesn't know, don't know these things about me, and, like, whatever, and so they kind of, like, have that that moment where they're like, you know, like, as, as shitty as today was, we're yeah. better for it. And yeah. I, I like that mm-hmm. growth in the characters, again, you yeah. know me with my character development yeah. rants. Yay. <laughs> well, like, and, and, yeah. and we see more from Tendi about just kind of like, cause I mean, basically for most of Star Trek fandom, like, you know, the, the Orion slave girl is that mm-hmm. sex object or they're like yeah. space pirates. And they I want to know, like, no, I'm fighting it. against that. 
Yeah, we finally actually get some real, like, Vulcan's glory level growth with whatever the hell the Orions are, because even the other shows have not dealt with the Orions as being anything more than just, like, a planet of Boba Fett's, I guess. Like- <laughs> I After going to the, the planet with her cousin and her basically just being, like, a dominatrix, I'm like... That was I wild. Know- I that's, want to know that's kind of hot. Well, they are, and they're they're a matriarchal society. Yeah, so that's and why I feel like there has like to be a crossover of the Mandalorians. Yeah, right. Oh, that's the other <laughs> spin-off show. Okay, Melinda, like, write that one too, please. Good lord, you guys are gonna keep me crossover. busy. Um, but too bad uh, uh, I'm not giving you any money. I nope. know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, like that's kind of what is also really, really kind of cool about this. Like again, like by the fact that this is written by fans is that, uh, you know, I think as Star Trek fans, oftentimes, like, if this is something that we're all really passionate about, like, we have to go into the real world sometimes and have these interactions with people who we see all the time, every day. And they're just like, I, I'm i never going to get into Star Trek, dude. Like, I'm really sorry. And, like, it is just, like, there are these pieces of yourself that you have to, like, learn to share with other people who don't necessarily have, like, that passionate interest that you have. Or to kind of admit that, like, this thing that she could really connect with Mariner over, which is like being a badass in her own mm. like kind of world. She doesn't like it. That's why she joined Starfleet. She wanted to get away from that because that's just not who she is. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is kind of sweet as well. I well, kind of want to know. I know how like Mariner's like, oh, maybe you should try the pheromone thing on them. And Tendi's like, I'm not that kind of Orion. I want to know what are the different kinds of Orions? Like, like how, what is the the structure of their society? I guess I want to know. Yeah. That. Well, mm-hmm. and I think when she says that, it's because she's trying to show that. I, I think she has that part there but she's just suppressed it or doesn't use it because she's trying to show that they're more than just sex objects. I, or... I thought that she was implying that not everyone does that and that maybe maybe our view as people who've no. seen TOS, we've only seen those kinds of Orions, but that's right. not the majority of Orions. Like, that's a very small percentage of Orion women, I guess. Like, I, yeah, I that's kind of what I gathered yeah. from it. It's like, we're not all like that. In fact, most of us aren't. Can I ask you then from if I'm understanding this, this Lauren, are you saying that you felt that she said that as as like saying there are Orion women who can use pheromones, but I'm not like biologically like that or because well, yeah, I, I kind of took I it from it. OK, because I kind of took it like like with her saying, oh, I'm not like a I'm not like a slutty Orion. If, if that's the best comparison I can make. I, that, I that, kind of thought that kind of girl. Maybe a maybe a different. Thing, yeah. It could be a personality thing, but maybe it's a certain personality type that can harness the pheromones in that manner. You know, mm, like maybe. maybe it is like a like a smaller percentage of their society as a whole. And mm. as Star Trek fans, we've only seen that slice of their society. Right. Yeah, we, mm. we've only seen a few instances like TOS. I think they pop up maybe on Enterprise or something else, but it's it's not a lot. It's not a lot. We don't go into Orion culture a whole lot. And I feel like Lower Decks might be poking at that and being like, oh, maybe for sure. explore this some more. Well, Start even when we show bit. it in the Kelvin verse, we finally see an Orion in Starfleet oh, Star Academy. Yeah, and the first thing she does is take off all She's of her clothes and Captain half Kirk's, naked. You know, yeah, naked. exactly. Of course. We still, like, that's even what we as an audience member associate the Orions with. So Exactly. Yeah, and I'm yeah. wondering if Lower Decks is like, let's, let's, let's flip this on its head and make it something different. Oh, but that's yeah. That. But that's part of why I like Tendi so much is she's just so happy and 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 energetic and excited about everything. That's that's what I love. That's very true. And, it uh, makes and- me wonder if the pheromone powers are something that she can turn on and off, and maybe that's part of the Orion culture. Like I'm wondering at what point does that affect hmm. other people in her presence you know what i mean well it's really interesting as well because i know that where they've been trying to flesh out the idea of orions as pirates was in disco but they haven't really shown the use of that kind of like sexual prowess in those episodes yet and so like i wonder yeah like even within their own stuff as they're even Mm -hmm. writing it that even now lower decks is trying to be like okay so like we're trying to set this up as like we're going to be the stuff that's kind of establishing this which is really cool you know the original oh sorry no, well, they they did show the the Orions in uh, the animated series. Mm. There was one episode where they did, right. and they and, and that was kind of it, though. That's right. That's right. That's right. I and, forgot. And they were like space pirates, yeah. 
That's mm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, then we're getting the expansion on that now. We're getting yes. there. Yep. Well, we have a ton of, especially Voyager Easter eggs in this episode. Boy. 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 Yeah, excuse me. Boy. <laughs> you can't call it. Saves it saves time. time. It sounds cooler. Saves time. It so saves time. so much time. Yeah. Um, so there's a reference when they find out that Tom Paris is coming on board. Um, I believe it's Mariner, and she goes, Isn't Tom Paris still a salamander? Yes. <laughs> and they have to go through. Yes. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It was blah, 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 blah. And they're not, yeah, which was one of it's the It's like a half explanation, which is pretty much all we got the first time around. Which is what you need. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and they do talk about all the ways when they're when they're talking about how did Commander uh, how did Lieutenant Shacks come back from the dead, and they go through all of the different ways that characters have come back in Star Trek. So they've talked about transporter a transporter buffering thing, which is a reference to the TNG episode Relics when Scotty's Borg rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. Re- restored oh, yeah. Katra from the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, Amir Universe Switcheroo, which would be you Philippa bet. and Lorca. And, I like and how in in Go. in one part of the episode, in the back when when it was when it was, what was the character Shacks? Yeah. When there was like all the different versions, and he was like daydreaming it. It just oh, like, it like in the background, it was flashing up. In, the, in the background, it was just mirror, 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 mirror. Okay, I know. Yeah, yeah. like, oh sometimes I'm so glad that you mentioned that scene because sometimes things happen in this universe where like the stars align, and you're like, a real person is going to cosplay this animated thing I have just seen, and that's just swell. <laughs> and when I saw that mirror, mirror outfit. In that giant lumberjack Bajoran man, I said, somebody's going to cosplay Somebody's going to cosplay it. And that's going to be swell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. We also had, uh, oh, the Borg rebuilt him, which is a reference to Neelix being brought back to life by Seven's nanoprobes. Um, Oh, maybe he's a future son from an alternate timeline, which is a nice reference to TNG when we get uh, Sela, the Romulan commander, comes back as Tasha's daughter yep. from the alternate timeline thing from yesterday's Enterprise. Uh, maybe maybe he was Genesis deviced, so Spock's body in search <laughs> for Spock. Um, or maybe he was time ribboned, which is the next yes! in Genesis. Oh my God. Generations. And they have a nice argument back and forth. Oh, time ribbon. Oh, you mean Nexus. Oh, it's the same thing. It isn't. It is the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it's, it's fine. So I love how on the nose Lower Decks is and how much it's just unapologetically for the fans yeah. and by the, by the fans for the fans, like lower decks is like, we're going to go there. We're going to say it out loud. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and they hit everything. It's, it's really good. When, when yeah. Tendi and Beckett get to Quaylor two, they land and they're walking around and they there's all these, um, they're like walking into town kind of thing. And it's like Quark's bar Vic Fontaine yes. Yes. performing yeah. the Zebulon oh. sisters. Oh, all of it's... these background pieces are always a love letter, and I yeah. absolutely adore it. The episode a few back when they were running through all like the bazaars and marketplaces for all the different like little like Klingon Andorian like, like you know, Risa, all of that. Yeah, little Risa, little like, yeah. Oh, every so background good. drawing is a love letter. It's so good. Yeah, and then we've covered the Klingon acid punk thing, and <laughs> oh, you're into that too. Oh, I like that. I, I, no, I, yeah, I really want to get into Klingon acid punk, you guys. Yeah, I'm sure someone's out there writing it right now. I want it. Good. And, and they're and they're listening to the band is called Geek Tall, which is, is another reference to TNG and oh, or to the death. It's and it's funny because the Geek Tall thing shows up in the TNG episode Lower Decks. So that's that's, <laughs> that's uh, fun. Super meta. Yeah. What super, super fun. Meta. Dun, dun, dun. That's Just how good. you use your analytical nerd powers for good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also make it over to Starbase Earhart to try and fix the broken sex doll. And that's the same Starbase from the episode Tapestry where Picard plays Dom Jot as a cadet er, or as an ensign, I guess, against the oh, Nostalgians. Right. He gets stabbed. So it's, wow. an, it's, an, it's an exact callback. It's so this episode place. is somebody just showing off. That's fantastic. Yeah, they're like, what's yeah. every <laughs> reference? Yeah, so yeah, so when they're playing Dom Jot against the Nausicans and almost get killed for what they think is cheating. But yeah, it's the same thing that happened to then ends in Picard, except nice. he got stabbed for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Beckett goes through all the different types that she dates. And she goes, <laughs> uh, 
pan this and then and buy this and bad binars, which I immediately thought of David. <laughs> oh, of dude, that's his, fa- that's his favorite character uh-huh. uh, species in Star Trek is the binars. <laughs> oh, I, I just thought of me too, that. and I knew I was gonna get shit for it as soon as we got access. <laughs> that's okay. I love um, that about Mariner too. Um, I, I like her character and how she's just so blasé and very in your face about her. Her individuality her, about everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. about yeah. everything. Yeah, uh, she does not give a fuck. She's like the most not give she's... a fuck character in Star Trek history. <laughs> she's completely out of them. Yeah, and, and for me, the best scene in this was the end when when Mariner and Tendi are coming back and they've got this broken, just broke-ass sex doll that they're just afraid <laughs> Tiana's going to be pissed about. And so Mariner sets the little shuttlecraft to ramming speed. Yes! And, and ramming they're, they're, speed! They cut, to, they, cut to the, they cut to the bridge and whoever's at the con is like, Captain, the shuttlecraft is set on a collision course with the Cerritos and she's like shields up and they, they cut to the outside of the ship and here's the ship and you see the shuttle and it just goes neat tink but it's just a little tink against this giant ship and there's this little shuttle pod and just pink it's not oh, even yeah. against the ship it's against the shield the shields yeah they, yeah. Just, they just bounce off he's like damage report <laughs> it's like nothing <laughs> Um, I love it. Best. I'm gonna get a a rubber fender bender against the cushiest pillow, just enough to be like, oh no, the cargo moved. There, oh. Yeah, that was all the, well, the even, even though half of the totem oh. was left on that last planet. Planet, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. and Mariner ends up, and Mariner ends up taking responsibility for it. Oh, there was a bee that flew into the shell. Oh, <laughs> there was a bee flying a around. Bee oh, I love it. My favorite it, excuse for that kind of stuff is always, oh, a dog took it. Just missed what? it. So, like, a good, like, oh, there was a bee. Just missed uh, it. It's just always, so forever. It's it's enough to get Mariner thrown back into the brig. And that last scene when her and Tindy, she's in the brig and Tindy's sitting on the outside and they're talking. The, on the wall of the brig, there's a little castle drawing and it says Mariner's HQ castle or Mariner's HQ Mariner's headquarters on it. Yeah. And it's, we've seen this in past episodes. Now there's four little check marks inside the castle representing how many times Mariner's Mariner has been to the brig since the show started. It's oh, great. It's I love that. Crazy. I think the last time we saw it, there was two checks on it. But they just keep adding to it as she gets thrown That's into the super ring. cute. I can't wait till like oh, season yeah. four where it's just like, it's just guys, like this is where they have to clean the wall. It's gonna be somebody's <laughs> job to clean the wall that episode. I mean, at what point, <laughs> like in actual Starfleet, like I know the lower decks is a little looser rules than like live action Star Trek. But like at what point is is Mariner like kicked out? Kicked like, out. They're done. I don't, she's not she's a been great, in Star Trek. She's, she's been not in a Star great Trek officer. A long time. I know, but at the yeah, end of the day, well, she breaks all the rules. So she's not they, the same player. They kind of reference that too, where she's where she said something about DS9, and she's like, "Oh, I thought she's the Cerritos was your first ship." She's like, "No, I've been on tons of ships. I was See, on DS9, and yeah, all she references that she sta- she was stationed on DS9. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's just it. I think that she's a Captain Kirk in a Deep Space Nine world. She's. Uh, the type of hero who is never going to be able to excel because there's no way that they're going to bend to any of that bureaucracy. So of course they're just going to stay with the little guy. Like she's a, like that's, I think what makes her character so special is that she's literally a fish out of water, but she's a hero that like archetypally in Star Trek, even we love so much. Like if this was, yeah, like it's captain Kirk running around with a bunch of, you know, engineers and shit in, in the lower decks. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's the pirate captain going undercover boss for a little while, and and uh, all she wants to be is the ensign. She wants like zero responsibility. Yeah, She's like, I'm good being, being the forever. Being a Cisco is not her goal. She wanted to be a <laughs> Captain Kirk, and that's actually what Jerry O'Connell's character, who they keep having their flirtations back and forth with, that's ultimately what he wants as well. But his version of that in this particular, because again, like Star Trek evolves with all of these different iterations and we forget what like a Kirk could look like in that deep space nine world. And the answer is they're kind of an asshole. <laughs> you know, they don't, really, <laughs> yeah. they don't really work anymore. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, like, and, and that's why you get like Jerry O'Connell's guy who he's just like sucking up to the captain and trying to be buff. 
and then, you know, doing weird crystal fights when he can after stabbing his crew members in the foot. Like, that's <laughs> that's much. what, like, an in-the-system Captain Kirk looks like now, which is, you know, kind of, I don't know. Or it's maybe I'm just yeah. silly. Yeah, but I like times it. change. Yeah. Times change, people change. Yeah. Um, the other plot point in this was the Tom Paris plot where poor Rutherford, all he wants to do is get his Tom Paris commemorative plate autographed to go with the rest of his collection that he apparently has. Boimler? Boimler. Oh, did I say Rutherford? Yeah. I'm sorry. Boimler. Um, And because he can't open a door or do anything, that means he can't get into a turbo lift. He can't do anything. So he he ends up having to crawl through Jeffrey's tubes and (laughs) trying to get up to the bridge to meet Tom Paris. And finally, when he does, he's been so torn up from the Jeffrey's tubes and everything that's happened. He comes out looking like a Kazon <laughs> and Tom that. Paris has a PTSD <laughs> flashback and just beats the shit out of him. Kazon. <laughs> yeah. Kazon. And just pounds him. And I love that. Just so it's spectacular. <laughs> cracking up. I hope that Boimler got his autographs though. I don't know. Well, he says that I don't think he does because he's holding up well, the plate said, at the end and he well, says no, the black the eye end. was better than getting to meet Tom but Paris. But at the end, he said he was going to the bar to meet Tom Paris and he had the plate with him. So I think oh, like, yeah, maybe. Yes, that's like, right. I think he's, he's going to get that autograph, but I just like yes. want to know that he got it. It's like I'm back in, I'm in the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm, a, I'm on Team Boimler. I want him to succeed. He's, oh, yeah. he's a I want him to succeed in his way. <laughs> it's a dumbass. He's one of those guys where I'm like, you're gonna have to wait a while to get in that captain's chair, but also wouldn't you just be content being on the bridge? Like he's one yeah. of those guys. I feel like he would be content just to be on the bridge. He just wants to be part of the action. I don't think he needs yeah. to be the commander. Or the captain. No. But no. I think that that's that very, you know, Starfleet and American way of that notion of it can be done, it will be done, you two can become president. Like, everyone's goal for, like, a hot minute is captain and the captain's chair. But, like, even, like, Boimler, even mm. with, like, his beginning stuff in the Titan with this episode, kind of represents this notion of, like, what if I don't want that? He's kind of the first Trek guy to kind of admit, like, what if I, I just want to study mole. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, especially like when he's on the the Titan the whole time, he's just like screaming and he's not having yeah. fun. No, because mm-hmm. yeah. he finally achieves his dream, but it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- this episode it it hits all the right buttons. I mean, at the very beginning of the episode, Mariner has a great line, and she comes out. She's like, "Hey guys, we doing any sci-fi stuff today?" Yay! <laughs> I always love that. Yep. We doing sci-fi shit? <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, it's, do it's we really know? Nice. Do we collectively, as a Star Trek fan group, do we know more about the the cat creature characters? Because obviously they have a pawn far kind of sexual situation. Do we know more biologically about their race, like what makes them tick? So the I mutations mean, are from the animated series. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just yeah. mostly but like we don't Mor- get Morel. Morel is that her name? Oh, animated, the, it's been so long since I've seen the animated. I, I haven't seen this animated. The animated series oh. is the only series I have not watched. I'm going Fair. to. Yeah, I so, in the, so in the animated series, yeah. the Gatation there replaced uh, Sulu on yeah. the bridge. Wow. But the we don't, introduction we don't really, of that race. Yeah, was on we don't really find don't out get much a lot. about We don't get much about no. that. Well, there is... I want to say in Star Trek four or some of the ones kind of in the background, you see a cat like creature. They don't talk. They don't mention there's no, they're just kind of there. So I think we're kind of assuming they're that they're them, but we, we don't get any more information from them. No. Yeah. I think, I think we're getting canon stuff on the fly here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is cool. It's fun though. We're able to like essentially write it live. Like now, like, yeah, they can make it like whatever they want. And it's taking oh, care of one of our biggest complaints is that we'll see a species one time and then we never see them again. So yeah. at least I mean, here, okay, we, we've seen her, we've seen them in the animated series. Now they're we coming just, back, and we're, we're just talking about that in nth degree, like the alien race that gave um, uh, oh, Barkley the Barkley the, the big floaty head. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like, most of TNG. We don't see yeah. them again. Yeah, or TOS. But, like, yeah, you see them much, once. How much did we learn about the, uh, from them that one episode? How much did we? garner from that interaction but mm. we don't know about what the implications were back on earth or like what starfleet took from that yeah that's yeah. the beauty of multiple series and hour-long episodes there's time yeah. now 
Yeah. Well, two. There's the other character on Lower Decks, the like psychiatrist. uh, He's like a bird creature. He's he's like a parrot. Oh, the food reference guy. I love to hate him so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there was there was a couple bird-like creatures on the animated show as well. They they reference a lot from from the animated series. Like when we had John on. When we had John on last. That was last week. Um, there was that little Easter egg about the like, you know, the twenty foot Spock. That's from from the animated yeah. series. Yeah, they reference that a lot. The torn uniform. I need to watch the animated series. But I mean, like in the animated shows, you can get away with so much more that you couldn't get away yeah. with in a live action show. So that's that's why I think it would play great yeah. for like Q and Bosch side quest <laughs> show is like animation like you could do whatever the fuck you want you could have dinosaurs you could have whatever absolutely yeah. and well, not have to pay for that kind of live action visual effects and oh. that's the beauty of what we're doing with science fiction right now because like traditionally we would be looking to uh, especially with star trek we'd be looking to the books and like that's what mm. they've always told you with, like star wars and all that kind of stuff but like originally way back in the the well the book I can't remember if it came out in the 60s or not, but Lauren, you've heard me talk about Vulcan's glory before. Um, DC Fontana, one of the original Star Trek writers, considered, you know, if if Gene Roddenberry's wife is the first lady of Star Trek or if Lucille Ball is the first lady of Star Trek, like, DC Fontana is the vice president, you know, is is like the, yeah, like right in there in the Oval Office of Star Trek. Uh, And she's the one who invented all of the Vulcan backstory with Vulcan glory. Uh, yeah, her book that, that came out. That came out in, in the late '80s, I think. I want to say it was out. the late '80s. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't the '60s, but yeah. um, but that's really what established pretty much what we consider canonical for a lot of how we treat Vulcan. Vulcan and stuff, so, yeah. like, who wants to go look at the book nowadays? The answer is me, and the answer is some other people. <laughs> but if you don't, I like that we have yeah. the option now where we can actually, because there are there's so much Star Trek on television. We can mm-hmm. bring it to the screen, and especially in a show that, like we've even mentioned, this is great for new people. You're getting it right off the bat, which is wild and great and fun. Oh yeah! <laughs> like even in the opening credits of Lower Decks, they have the alien creature that's like sucking on the uh, on the yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cell, like, and it's like we have creatures like this that we couldn't afford to do in a live action series. But in an animated show, we can do whatever the fuck we want. And it's, oh, yeah. it's so much fun <laughs> to see the Lower Decks and how how they can, like, take some of these fan fiction ideas and bring them to actual canon. Because yeah. Lower oh, yeah. Decks in, has that ability that other series can't. Yeah, it's, it's how we end up with a Dr. Tiana, an attendee exactly. who doesn't have to sit through, and not an actor that has to sit through six hours of makeup to turn exactly. green every, every, oh, you know, yeah. every shooting day, which is just a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and it's the old Brian Fuller conundrum of originally the, uh, uh, oh my goodness, in season one of Disco, originally the tardigrade was supposed to be the engineer, and they're like, we're not spending a million dollars an episode just to do that. that. To do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we we've literally seen that recently. That's not even like a past problem. Like that's a modern Star Trek problem. So like you said, it's great to have an animated series now where we can be doing this. How did that be a million dollars? That could be like a probably twenty thousand dollar really cool animatronic and it would last the entire season. I there is much to rant about how Brian Fuller wanted to run that Star Trek series, but there's also much to rant about his uh, uh, vision and how he conceptualized. I don't know how to say this without being like I don't know because I wasn't in that room, <laughs> like yeah. without I mean, being like insulting to someone who I don't know. You know, I'm sure there would have to. I'm sure there would have to be some me. level of of CG yeah, as well. CG, to go exactly. like you're you're 100 right, just kill a but budget. like. But yeah, but I. I but yeah. I mean, we have amazing abilities to do animatronics these days. We do now. Don't yeah. wanna, people don't want to spend the money on the animatronic, but it's so much more to commit to that visual effects character. And it's just so sad that we don't commit to those freaking animatronic characters that could mm-hmm. be so cool, but they choose not to. I agree yeah, with you. I will practical. also say, though, that like from a practical film standpoint, 
I think it depends on where they want to throw that budget. Like, do we throw it into an animatronic tardigrade or do we throw it behind? Granted, I, I will be the first to admit, as much as I love Discovery, I hate the first two pilot episodes, but I could say that about TNG as well. Um, but the Battle of the Binary Stars is one of the most beautiful things that I've seen in science fiction on television. It is gorgeous to watch. And so to say that maybe that, you know, again, like we can't necessarily know what was going on. You know, we'll we'll read it in the books later uh, when they well, all come and, out with their. And Disco is one of those shows. But, it has an absolutely yeah. massive budget. It's around eight million dollars an episode. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot. It's yeah, huge. It's a- and so it comes down to like, where are we throwing that money? Do we animate it tar- or do we you know put a, a huge working animatronic tardigrade in there every week? Or do we spend like three mil on the effects for a few of these fight scenes that are just really spectacular? Uh, or do we spend it on the composer? Do we spend spend it on yeah. you know getting uh, you know who knows? Uh, um, honestly, oh, yeah. they changed freaking suits so much. I hope they're paying their <laughs> costumer well. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope so too. As a costumer, yeah. I hope that they're paying their costumer because I mean, I do love they the have redesigned suits. almost every Star Trek iteration costume. At this point in time in that show, I think like but the they're so pretty. Like Enterprise, they're gorgeous. I mean, oh, the yeah. TOS redesign is gorgeous. Oh I my love those. god, I do oh, love the costume design in, in so Discovery. Good. Not much else about Discovery, but I do That's love just, the, just costumes. the costumes. That's fine. <laughs> we found common ground once more. See, you found two <laughs> pieces of Discovery common ground with me tonight, Lauren. It's all coming together. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anson Mount and and the costume design of, of Discovery. Gregory Beck. We'll <laughs> That's have all you that need. Conversa- I know you're what? a Quinto fan. I know you're a Quinto fan. I mean, I'm definitely a Quinto fan, but I mean, I'm also uh, I'm also an Anson Mount fan. No, I know. Oh, I said Gregory Peck, the guy who plays the new Spock. Or I mean, he's Josh yummy. Peck? You know what? He's he's okay. Oh my with- God! No, you're right. He's Gregory Peck's grandson. Yes. I'm sorry. That's why I keep saying Gregory Peck. He's Gregory Peck's grandson. But you know what? Um, I don't like bearded Spock. I'm not a fan of bearded Spock. No. Get out. Get Spock out of here. needs to Leave shave. Chat. No. Bearded, bearded Spock chat. reminds me of Mirror Universe Spock. Exactly. Kind of with more like the little pointy yeah. looking. No. Kind of but I like that his version of getting shaved? a drastic haircut and putting on a leather jacket. Let it be a beard. Uh, <laughs> once he shaves, though, I'm like, yes, please. Eh, no, it's fine. Okay. Again, but I'm a big Zach Quinto fan, like huge are. Zach Quinto fan. Like we have bonded over this, yes. Uh, <laughs> a lot. Nice. But yeah. uh, but Daddy Pike can get some, and so can yum, yum, yum. so can uh uh. Picard with his short shorty shorts and deep V. His very deep V. Oh my god, you bet. Well, and that's kind of again like the beauty of uh of all these mirror mirror bits. I know I mentioned it with Shucks before, but also hopefully with our new Picard or excuse me, with our new uh Pike show, we're gonna get a mirror mirror universe Captain Pike. I hope he has two bullwhips, and I hope one's name is business and the other's name is pleasure because he is a Montana boy and I am here for it. <laughs> I can hear the saliva dripping from here. All right. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. That is well, I'm here for it. Okay. Well, on that note, I like how we make all of these boys blush when when our powers combine. It's so oh, bad. Yes, dear Go listeners, I can't it. tell if it's a tint or if they are very red, but we they do. are very. It's, it's my pink shirt. That's what that it too, it's not helping the situation, but <laughs> dot right. dot dot. Yeah, you bet. So <laughs> we we have another episode. Mean, we're three episodes into this season. Things are looking really good. Um, next week, we have an episode called Mogato Gumato, yes. which is a reference to <gasps> like TOS. The Gumato? The <sighs> yes, coming back from TOS. Um, David, do you remember the... What that no, is? I mean, no, they, I pr- they were pronounced Mogatos because <laughs> right. Shatner so, and Kelly couldn't say Mogato. I know that is the character from Zoolander. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> from, the, from the TOS it's, episode. It's, a TOS, it's like a big, white, hairy ape thing with a horn. It's a yeti. It's like a yeti with a weird unicorn. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That was that was the episode in TOS where the Klingons were giving a Stone Age society really advanced weapons. Yeah. Yeah, and letting them go at it. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Very wise. I'm excited for that one then. 
Yeah. So that will be our episode next week. Yes. And then that's all we have so far. There's nothing. They're they're very drippy on how much stuff they're releasing about upcoming episodes. So I like that though. I don't want to. I, do I want to be surprised. Yeah. Same season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like staying away from the the teasers and everything for the like coming next week on Lord X. It's like yeah, no, 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 I, don't, I don't want to see that crap. I, I want to know. Yep. Yeah, you guys will just ruin the whole episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, how's it feel, Phil? I know, right? <laughs> it's like Take you that. chose to do this surprised. podcast, sir. Yeah, damn right. These shows see? have been out for thirty years now. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Like lower decks, I'll give you like, oh, it's new, but like TNG has been out since the 1980s, sir. Like, <laughs> it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't really have an argument for that. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> so we just no, want to say fair. thank you again to Lauren and Melinda for being here with us. Um, Lauren, where can we find Castle Corsa Tree and everything that you're doing right now? Literally all of it is just at Castle Corsetry on social media. There is nothing fancy about it. Um, <laughs> we will make you fun costumes. I'm happy to make Star Trek Beyond and Disco and all those other freaking Star Trek uniforms because it's fun. There we go. And Melinda, where can everybody find you? Uh, I can be found at Twitter and Instagram at at Profoundly Gross. Uh, follow me for such things as strange ramblings about Renaissance art, horror movies, and I don't know, a cat? <laughs> Just a cat. Just a cat. <laughs> Sometimes a cat plus horror movies and Shakespeare. That's okay. They do watch them with nice me, mix. and like it that. is quite lovely. Indeed. Very good. <laughs> and David, where can everybody find the Nerd Trek podcast? All right, yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social medias. You can see our faces smiling at you in the Meet the Nerds section. And whenever you are done getting yourself inserted into the system for the Cerritos, then go and give us a five-star rating and review, and we will give you, read that out on the air. Awesome. Thank you guys so very much for being with us again. We really appreciate having you both at the same time. It's double the fun. Always a pleasure. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I love coming here. This is my favorite. This is Even when Melinda and I are fighting about our Star Trekking, we still have a good we time. We have the same it. fight, Lauren. We have the same fight every time. And I don't know if I can take it anymore. You can take <laughs> it. Lauren and I come back. Until next time. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. We will catch you all next week with another episode of Lower Decks. Bye. Bye. See ya. You fucking whore. It's the same fight every time.